This meditation is based on Luke chapters 1, verses 57 through 66. It's also known as the birth of John the Baptist. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, No. He will be called John. But they answered her, There is no one among your relatives who has this name. So they made signs asking his father what he wished him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name. And all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue was freed, and he spoke, blessing God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. As we meditate upon this scripture passage, we have this continued progression of childbearing and childbirth. And after Elizabeth had conceived in her old age, everybody was amazed by this. And so now is the time for her to give birth to a son. You may recall that Zechariah was silenced when at first he questioned the pregnancy of Elizabeth, and he asked the angel, how can this be? And from that moment, he was silenced, remaining silent this whole time while Elizabeth is pregnant, in some ways may have been a really good thing. Sometimes guys never know what to say, do they? Well, as Elizabeth gives birth to her child, who's a son, Her neighbors and relatives overhear this. And they realize that this is a miracle. That Elizabeth was barren. She was beyond years of able to have a child. And now everyone is able to see and experience this child. And so they all realize that the Lord had shown great mercy toward her. And they rejoiced with her. So I want you to think about someone in your life that you can rejoice with. Who's someone in your life that God has shown great mercy towards? Do you know anyone that God has worked a miracle for? Chances are you do. Try to think about that person right now. And rejoice. Rejoice at the mercy that God has showed them. When we rejoice at the mercy that God shows other people, it can help us and prepare us to have the faith to realize that He can do 
wonderful things for us as well. And so when they came to the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. Now the custom was usually to name the child after your father or more so even after your grandfather. And in naming a child, there's a relationship there of claiming possession of, that this child is yours or named after you. But that's not to be the case with John the Baptist. They're here for the circumcision, which was customary to do on the eighth day, which was the fullness, a symbol of the fullness of time and of creation. And they were circumcising the child, not only as an initiation rite, but acclaiming that child for God, making a sacrifice of that child's flesh for God, and taking that part of the child, which would normally be the the creative aspect of, of the child, and, and offering that to God. And in doing so, along with the naming of John, they're showing that there's a break in the pattern here, that this child is not named after Zechariah, but he will be given this name, which the angel told her, of John. And then they answered her, and the, the crowd was kind of confused, and they're questioning her. There is no one among your relatives who has this name. Isn't it interesting that when we do God's will, sometimes people are confused by it? They're confused that God takes us outside of the normal pattern of things. Have you experienced that in your own life? When you know deep down that God is calling you to something? but you're afraid to do it, maybe because of what other people might think, how your family might respond, how your friends might respond. But you know that doing it deep down is the will of God. So for Elizabeth, to name her child John, and to say it in such a way that she says John is his name, all are amazed because they know that God is doing something very special with this child. The crowd continues to be confused and they say to her, there's no one among your relatives who has this name. It just, to them, it doesn't make sense. And so they didn't believe her. So they decided that they would ask Zechariah, but but because he can't speak, they made signs asking his father what he wished him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name. And all were amazed. They were amazed for a few reasons. First of all, that Zechariah, who had been mute this entire time, all of a sudden speaks. They're amazed in a second way because they realize that this child is not going to be called Zechariah. This child will be called John. And they're amazed thirdly and the most profoundly because they realize that God is at work. God has been doing something wonderful and orchestrating this entire situation. And so they're amazed that same word that is used when 
Mary or Elizabeth experience the angel, there's awe at seeing God working. And immediately for that, Zechariah's mouth was opened, his tongue was freed, and he spoke, blessing God. So he has this amazing experience, and what is he moved to do? He's moved to speak and to bless God out loud. It's a prayer of praise. And it's so important that all of us, when we encounter God, when we're in awe of God, that we speak it out loud. If only if it's to ourselves, by ourselves. But maybe it's to other people. So that other people can be aware of the presence of God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors. So notice the sense and the word that is used of fear. It's used to describe what our reaction is to the awe of God. So when God does something so amazing and awesome and awful, we're terrified. We're left in fear because it's beyond us. It's beyond anything that we can understand or put together or expect. And so this wonderful fear comes across all the neighbors. And notice what happens. They begin to discuss all these matters throughout the hill country of Judea. So they're beginning to speak to other people now throughout their whole hill country about what they have experienced. So this too should be a model for us of our encounters with God. That we have these encounters that are intimate and amazing and wonderful. And hopefully something inside us just wants to speak it out loud. And then something might even take us further that we not only speak it out loud, but we want to share it with others. We want others to hear about these good things that we have encountered. We hear that all who heard these things took them to heart. It's almost like Mary when she had the experience of the Annunciation she held and she treasured all these things in her heart and she will too at the nativity she'll treasure these experiences in her heart hopefully you too will treasure the experiences that you've had in these prayers and all who heard these things took them to heart saying what then will this child be for surely the hand of the Lord was with him. So now they're beginning to see that something is happening wonderful with John. And they realize that surely the hand of the Lord was with him. Can we be that confident with God in the ways that he's worked in our lives and the miracles that he's worked for other people that we know? Can we say that surely the Lord was with him or was with us? Hopefully we can. And hopefully we can take these moments to heart 
and treasure them. What I want you to do as we come to the end of this meditation is to think about the experiences in your life where you have witnessed a miracle, either in someone else that you know and love or in your own life. And I want you to meditate upon that miracle now. But not only that, after you spend some time in silence, then I want you to try to actually speak. Like this whole time you've probably been listening and taking in. And that's so good. But now I want you to move towards proclaiming the goodness of God. So speaking out loud how God has worked into your life. And I invite you to do that personally in a moment, but then I invite you to take it even further and to think about somebody in your life that you can share this encounter with. Somebody in your life that you can share some of the beauty that you've experienced in these times of prayer. Or someone that you can share the miracles that you've experienced in your life. Because it's one thing to experience them and it's another to appreciate them and hold them into your heart. But then it's a whole nother to share it. So now, just as Elizabeth and Zachariah rejoiced at receiving their their child and naming him John, and all were amazed. Let us spend these last few moments reflecting on how God has worked in our lives. Try to think of one or two or three things that he's done and be amazed at it. I think sometimes there's a tendency to think, oh, that was then. Maybe that's not even real anymore. But to really remember the experience and be amazed. Take some time now in silence to remember experiences of amazement, of miracles, of healing in your life. Take some time even just to look back over these last Um, days of Pray Advent, that there have probably been moments that you have encountered or experienced the, the, the wonder and the realness of God, and then just say something out loud to him. Praise him in some way. Speak out loud to God. And then the encounter, in a sense, becomes even more real and even more powerful and even more deep. Take the rest of this time just to be amazed and then speak to God and then speak to someone else whom you love.